You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. How do you cope with disappointment? In this week's episode of Carly's Couch, we talk about how to handle disappointment and what disappointment means for you. Hola, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to Carly's Couch. Thanks for listening. We hope you all had a great Valentine's Day weekend, good Black History Month so far, um, and we're going to keep all of that momentum going <laughs> from relationships <laughs> to disappointment. Hell. Um, sometimes they go hand in hand, unfortunately, um, but we think it's important to talk about disappointment. We've talked about guilt and shame and anger and a couple of other, those jealousy and stuff in the past, so if you haven't heard those, go back and listen, um, but it's important to explore emotions on a deeper level. And disappointment, sadly, is something that all of us have to experience. And so it's like, how can we make it a better situation like for ourselves? Because I know I've been disappointed. Yeah. And disappointment is interesting to me because um, it can kind of like cover a wide range of emotions. So like when I think of disappointment, I think about being sad, even a little angry, maybe guilty. Um, there's a few other things that kind of can wrap up into it. So it could be a, a lot to unpack. For sure. Um, we sent out the emotions wheel like a long time ago, and that helped kind of teach us about emotions. And it's funny because disappointment actually comes from disgust, um, like mm. on the emotions wheel. And that has like its own like, you know, so it's very complicated. Like all these mm-hmm. emotions are nuanced, but I thought it was interesting that it was actually in um, disgust. So what is the definition of disappointment uh, to you or whether you know? Um, So I looked it up. So the dictionary (laughs) definition is sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. Mm. Okay. So we always hear people say like, um, you know, watch your expectations or as I always say, manage your expectations. (laughs) And we hear people saying like not to have too high of expectations, things like that. Um, so I guess that makes sense. I'm trying to think if there's any like other random situation that's not that, but you only feel some kind of way because you hoped for or wished or expected or thought it would go a different way. Um, so yeah, I guess that does kind of cover it. Uh, it's like a uh, a failure to reach that an expectation that you have. Yeah, and that's funny because I wouldn't have said that all of them are from expectations, but when I think about it, like how I would describe it being let Mm -hmm. down, being Mm -hmm. like, that's all literally stems from our own personal expectations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, when we were researching for the episode, I found this quote and it said, expectation is the root of all heartache. And that recognizes that when we experience disappointment, our hopes and expectations are in misalignment with reality. And I think, like I said, it's Mm -hmm. something that we've all experienced and will probably for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind too, there's levels, right, of disappointment. I could be disappointed when, wow, this is wildly specific, but <laughs> <laughs> I could be disappointed when Baskin Robbins calls me and tells me they don't have the exact flavor I order on Uber Eats. And then it's like, oh, well, I got to cancel my order. Like that's disappointment because um, I wanted something and then I didn't get it. Or you could be disappointed when somebody steals from you. Or you could be disappointed um, you know, with those huge things um, that happen. So there's different levels to it. And I'm guessing, you know, it, to me, it makes sense. You can challenge it if you feel. 
but that based on these different levels, you know, it's something that you're like, eh, that sucks, but like you get over it real quick, or it's something that you can let fester for longer or something that can affect your role into other things, um, depending on how deep of an expectation and how deep of a disappointment it was. Um, would you agree with that? Absolutely. There's definitely levels. I think so. I do think that like depending on your groundedness and stability for the day, some small mm-hmm. disappointment could sometimes lead to a lot bigger reaction mm-hmm. um, if you're not. But on a typical day, it's like, all right, you ain't got my ice cream flavor. Yeah. But if that was like the cherry on top of a day that you had had, it might be your breaking point. Yeah. <laughs> or I could see how maybe uh, a lot of what we might call seemingly smaller disappointments could still start to shape somebody's mindset and being like, man, I never get what I want or I always lose or, you know, it could become a bigger thing in your mind because of all these little disappointments that keep building up in different ways. Um, So it all still matters. Um, Carly, when was the last time uh, specifically that you remember feeling disappointed? Um, Hmm. It's funny because I typed this question. I'm like, yep, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I got a lot. I'm about to say, you can um, go you ahead and I'll ponder on yeah, it. Yeah, so um, right this moment, I'm disappointed with myself because I have um, uh, a client piece that I ha- was due definitely like last week that I have not finished. So I'm disappointed because like, all right, I have been trying to juggle a lot of things, but like I know that's something I, I could have like, if I just go a little bit beyond being tired, and unfortunately for me, I'd just be like, yeah, I'm going to bed. Um, but like, I feel bad about that. So it's like something that now, like with each day that passes, I'm like, oh, when am I going to get to it? And I feel disappointed about that with myself. Um, I felt disappointed the other day when I um, I got somebody a gift and then it didn't fit them. So I was like, shoot, like I felt bad about that. Um, felt disappointed trying on my own clothes and I was like, mm, that's a little tight. <laughs> Um, I felt disappointed, a big disappointment when somebody else, um, and their mistakes that they made, but I try to, I guess, why did that affect me so much? It affects me because, um, I didn't make their issue about me and it doesn't really have anything to do about me. And yet just disappointed in them. Cause it's like, bro, I just expect so much more, uh, from you. And because it seemed very hypocritical from like, the way they preach and, and say they do things, but then it's like, but this huge thing is happening to you, and like, why would you be so preachy about something? And then you're over here making terrible decisions. Mm. Um, so that really disappointed me um, in another person. So those are a few things that I can think of off top. Yeah, I think the easiest ones for me to notice and myself are work things. Um, like, oh man, I wish I would have gotten that thing done that I said I was gonna do. Like I was a couple of days late on a proposal um, from what I said, but also it was an arbitrary timeline. So it was like a minor disappointment for me. Um, those are the the main ones. I think the last um, big disappointment that I had was that I had wanted to fly out to Oklahoma to see my mom uh, in November and just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And I was a little disappointed, but then I lost her in December. And then I was like a lot more disappointed that I didn't get to spend that time with her that I had planned on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, kind of like, was that a disappointment in you? In you? Yeah. For not like pulling the trigger and just doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But like I let myself and kind of her down <clears throat> with mm-hmm. that. But also I would say, too, that to counter that, um, so I can easily think of a lot of disappointments because, I mean, if you think about your even day-to-day, there's just so many, like, little things that can happen. But I for sure also can combat most of it, or not combat it, but maybe balance it out. But also, like, there's a lot of things in the last week also that I'm, like, 
was really excited about, proud about, et cetera, et cetera. And so those things didn't really super define um, the thing that was with the other person because it was like so ridiculous and big that it was like, all right, whatever. But now I'm like, you know, you do you um, and kind of have removed myself from this space. But um, for the most part, these disappointments, I would say I'm pretty good at like rolling with them um, and moving through them. Um, but it does weigh on you. Disappointment can weigh on you. Um, How would you describe like what it feels like for you? Uh, so I'll try to think specifically like with the couple examples I use. Um, so not getting a thing done um, that I know is expected of me uh, makes me feel guilty. It um, brings my confidence down. Um, something like uh, getting something for somebody and not working out. Probably I was so, so proud of like, yes, I got this thing. I found this thing. I know they're going to love it. And I was like, oh, it didn't quite fit. Is um, That felt like... How does that feel? I I, I want to say disappointed. Um, I felt I felt well, sad, like um, like oh man, like I didn't like it didn't really matter that I got it. So, but I am gonna get it fixed up and try to get it so that it works out. Um, but yeah, I just felt really bad about that. Um, uh, maybe like a failure. Mm-hmm. That that sounds real deep, but like you know what I mean. Like yeah. in that area of like, dang, I, so I failed. Like I was trying to do something, but I failed. Um, and then other disappointment in other people to me feels like anger. Um, yeah, anger, it feels like, um, like how could they do that? Um, and it feels like, and maybe there's also, um, maybe shame. I'm trying to think of what it is within me, but there's also something within me for, uh, caring about the person in the first place type thing or like even caring about like what's going on or having expected something from somebody mm-hmm. in the first place when you when you may have seen different things but you still you know it's like all right like you didn't I didn't expect you to disappoint me although maybe I should and they did so um yeah but I also felt angry because they also got me thrown into some stuff that I'm like I don't have nothing to do with that so, yeah, I just a lot of anger with that. So as you can see, like how we said at the beginning, I think that there's a big range of ways that it can affect you or ways that it can feel for you. Um, but definitely in all of those cases, in either way, it's always a, a coming down, like a kind of like a um, from like a status, like place of, you know, joy, happiness, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was going to say little disappointments in myself feel like, anxiety like in the middle of my chest like a little ball mm-hmm. of like oh, I should have like uh, like I missed this like it's like a little letdown but like a big disappointment it feels like when you were little and you fall and you knock the wind I get the wind knocked out of you which is like one of the worst feelings in the mm-hmm. world but that's what big disappointments feel like to me it's just like uh, like all the air just mm-hmm. leaves you and it's like man uh, like all the all the air gets deflated out of your balloon <laughs> like it sucks yeah um yeah big disappointment suck that's like yeah. the best way i could think about like describing the feeling yeah and we already said like there's different levels of them but in what other ways can disappointment be different like the different situations perhaps um i would say thinking about like so if we're thinking about like expectations um the biggest ones that I usually have are for, are for myself. And so I, I think about like if I expect myself to to do a thing or to accomplish a thing or have it or to be this person or whatever and like letting myself down, like that's one different type um, for me. It's like so so self-disappointment. 
Um, we talked about like others letting us down and our expectations around them, um, expectations in life for things to just play out a certain way. So those are kind of all expectations based, but I think those all feel a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But also I think that even within those different categories, there's some disappointments that um, you can't control and some that you can't. And so um, for me to be disappointed in maybe something that I can get done, I was more in control of that mm -hmm. and, and I'm disappointed. So it's like a more of like a, a feeling of, man, I could have, should have type thing. Whereas if somebody else has done something, I can't control that. And yet it's still, that affects me. Um, and so I think there's still a different approach to how you feel those and how you deal with those. I think another difference is also that it's for sure exacerbated if it's um, you feel disappointed by someone that you really care about or that you love. So by a family member, by a partner, um, it's different than when uh, if a stranger was just like walk by you and bump you or something or like. Um, if Baskin Robbins doesn't have your ice cream flavor or, or whatever, right? So that's very different because you have, of course, a higher desire to um, be respected or loved or whatever by that person, um, and you in return have a higher expectation of them as opposed to just you know any old thing around you, and so that does hurt more um, when you are closer to somebody. Man, and that makes me think about on the flip side of that is whenever you let someone down that you really love, admire, and like that holds you to a higher standard. Like that hurts a lot more than like, oh, okay, I kind of messed up on this little thing. So that, that hurts more. Mm -hmm. The other type of disappointment, um, that I'm thinking is like, um, activity based. So like, you or there's two actually so activity based so you try to do a thing like your team to win a game or you to win this project or do this and then you fail um and then also mm -hmm. i guess i guess it's one in the same like rejection like you get rejected from a relationship from a friendship from a project from a client from something like that i think that those are also different types of of mm -hmm. like disappointments yeah those are good and i'm really glad that you mentioned that you can be the disappointment to somebody else too cuz like we never want to forget that sometimes we're the villain also um, can you think of a time um, maybe recently or an example of you disappointing somebody else? Um, yeah, it's, it's in like in a relationship capacity, like me not showing up as my best self in a situation. Um, like I got like real snippy in an argument for no reason um, and just like. You for can no tell, reason? Oh, well, it was like an internal thing. It didn't have anything to do with them, but I had some <laughs> stuff going on and I just like kind of took it out on somebody. You know, you could tell it was like a little disappointing for them. I feel like we've just been growing, and I felt terrible. That's like when I was thinking about getting the wind knocked out of me. I was like, damn, I, uh, I've been working so hard on, you know, not doing it, and then just, like, compounding disappointment of all the personal work I'm doing, but then also hurting someone else's feelings that I really care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so sometimes, like, we'll disappoint others, but also I recognize when somebody's now, like, trying to use that against you as opposed to, like, being able to move through that thing. Um, and that doesn't feel good to disappoint other people as well. But also, even if I disappoint somebody else, um, there's certain examples where I'm like, I don't care. Like, they might express some disappointment in me, but I did what I wanted to do, then I don't care as much. As opposed to maybe, like, what you're saying is, like, something you know you're working on or something you know that you've committed to doing or want to do, and you fall short of that, um, then, yes, you can, like, feel bad about that for sure. Um, but I think that that really is determined upon how much you care about the thing. And I think that reflects more on you feeling um, maybe like guilty or kind mm -hmm. of ashamed in those spaces um, as well. 
Absolutely. Um, when I was researching about disappointment, they had a, a typical setup of how disappointment occurs. So I'm just going to roll through that and you can start to think about like where you might see disappointment in your life. Um, so you're in. So one is you're in an uncertain situation uh, where you have hope for a positive outcome. Mm. And then. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Can we talk about them? Yeah. yeah. If I have something to say. So with that one, I think it's interesting. Um, you're in an insert, uncertain situation. So maybe I'm trying to think of examples. Like, what is that? But then I guess it's like kind of life. Yeah, it's life. Right? It's like, like so you, you're you like, you know, submitting for a proposal or you're uh, asking someone out a on job. a date or mm-hmm. trying to, you know, deepen intimacy with your partner. And you're not sure because maybe y'all haven't like been there yet or do something. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, you're not sure what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. But you're hoping for something positive. Even like some seemingly small, like, oh, I'm cooking something new for my, my partner. Like, that can be disappointing if, if it turns out terrible. Yeah, I um, actually, so uh, someone was doing something kind for me, and I was so shocked by how afraid they were that I wasn't going to like it. And I was like, I, I'm not, like, that difficult, you know? And, like, I like activities. I like doing interesting things. Like, I felt like it would have been an obvious thing, but, like, they were like, whew, I was so glad. I was so nervous. Like, you weren't going to like it. I didn't know. Like... I was so worried, and and that made me. Uh, uh, I don't know if it made me feel good, but it's nice to know that somebody had like uh, like they didn't want to let you down. That's nice to know, um, but it also makes me realize like it was really good to hype that up and be like, "Thank you, that was so fun," or "I like I really like that," or "I do you know like these types of things," so that I know that that made them feel really good because they were so worried about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's beautiful. Thanks for sharing. Um, the second one is that. So you're in this uncertain situation. You're hoping for something positive. And then you low-key or high-key believe that, you know, you deserve a positive outcome. This could be passing the bar. This could be matching with a school, getting a client, you know, getting the house that you, you know, been applying for or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Do you think it's wrong to think that you deserve positive outcomes across the board? I don't think so. I mean, I think it's delusional when you're not doing the work or you don't have the thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's like no sign and you're not putting any mm-hmm. effort to things like you don't manifest that way. I know that's mm-hmm. like a buzzword right now, mm-hmm. but like action and faith. And that means movement and doing mm-hmm. things. So I think it's delusional if you if you think you deserve it and you're not doing anything towards mm-hmm. it. But if you're actively working and doing the best you can, like, absolutely. Why not bet on yourself? Yeah. And, think that? and so probably a good frame in general in life, because we talked about this in, in kind of other circumstantial type things, but is to... Um, think more about like you deserve um, being proud of certain efforts like not being outcome based we talked about that mm-hmm. in different ways but like um, being proud of and being acknowledging of your efforts I think if you focus on that part you, you don't might not feel as let down by an outcome mm-hmm. and so you're believing that you deserve this positive outcome or you're mm-hmm. you know just really proud of your progress and then you can start to visualize or fantasize about what your life would be with the outcome that you desire. So mm-hmm. like, you know, with this person, if it goes perfectly, like that whole situation, that person said, man, it just goes oh, amazing or, you know, whatever. And then you're surprised that it didn't happen the way you wanted it to. And you feel very let down and disappointed, um, which can then lead to anger or resentment that you couldn't control the outcome through your personal actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all very accurate because I can think about even a couple of examples I've already just given and like, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Like, it may not seem as deep as all that, but it but it is. It's like you wanted something to happen. You thought it was going to be this. We always, I mean, let me not put always on y'all, but we probably always like envision how we want something to roll out or how we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, whether you're nervous about that actually happening or not, if it doesn't go the way you want, um, now you have to deal with 
disappointment of that because it's it's so opposite from what you were envisioning and hoping to see. Um, so that is all very natural. Mm-hmm. And so, Lex, how do you deal personally with disappointment? Hmm. Well, with disappointments with myself, I deal with it by kind of minimizing its important the importance of like the thing. So, for example, in the big scheme of things, you know, like um, I am doing a good job, or you know, if I if I'm behind on a thing, that's okay. Um, I might deal with it by kind of accepting, just accepting that it's like maybe something behind, but then I will. Uh, try to make up for it and try to like, all right, let me get back on and grind and like, you know, so that I am still showing up in the space I need to be showing up. Um, dealing with disappointment from others in a big way where I felt that I wanted to see something totally different. Um, I think I sit in it for a little bit and then, uh, I don't know, this isn't really like very descriptive, but like, I, I just, I don't know how to say I just get over it. Not that you get over it, but like, I, I, at this point, kind of can accept, like, all right, this is the reality of it, and I'm trying to make sure I keep reinforcing what the reality is. And by mm-hmm. that, I mean, like, all right, this person, I don't say, that, like, you're not a good person, but, like, this is the facts of, like, how this person moves and what this person is or what they want or how they move, act or whatever. And as much as you want it to be something else, as much as they might say a thing and you're hoping they were actually living for that or whatever, they're not. So it's like, this is what it is. Um, and now what am I going to do about it? Or how am I going to act about it? Um, and trying to stay in the space of like moving accordingly. Um, and then there's other disappointments like basketball is not having bubblegum ice cream where I'm like, well, you know what? I really didn't need to be ordering ice cream at 10.45 p.m. So um, let me use this as an opportunity to do something better, you know, or do something different. Or still, I could still see, like, all right, I, you know, what's the positive in this situation? Or in something like disappointing myself because I'm like, dang, this this gift didn't work out, is, well, you know what? Um, I'm upset, but I'm going to get it fixed. So I'm determined to make a change where I can make a change with something like that. I can take it. Um, the thing to the tailor and get some cloth and extend it so it can make sure it fits. So there's some things where it's like you have a clear, I can make a clear path and move towards that path. Or there's some things where you just have to accept, which I guess goes back to what we said with the some things you can't control and some things that you can, um, or you can only control how you react to it. Mm-hmm. So based off of that, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I probably deal with it pretty okay. I'm not going to lie. Look, I was like, oh, that's After sounds- like a little bit of like, at first, then it's like, yeah, all right. Like, let's, what's, what's the next thing? That sounds very healthy. Um, I heard processing feelings, mm-hmm. um, pivoting, making a different plan to do better. I'm definitely pivot master. Skirt, skirt. With all with all the emotions, we because you got to pivot and like work in my life in general. Like it's always, you know, things always pop up. And I think probably because I've lived, maybe I would you would consider it a non traditional type of life, but um, kind of always used to just being some <laughs> BS. I don't know what's about to happen. Uh, figuring it out, all of those things. And so um, I feel like there's like a term, not not about risk, but like it's just I just not very phased by things not going a certain way as much or by things popping into the mix or whatever. Yeah, and that's really important. Um, uh, the first thing I'm going to do is process and I won't belabor the point, but I definitely cry. Like if I feel overwhelmed or upset or something, like you got to process your emotions however you need to feel them. And I think that's the biggest piece so that they don't get stuck. And then you can move on from there. So if someone disappointed me and it's someone that I really love, 
I'm probably going to talk to them and voice my disappointment if, it, if it's a re- reparable situation and something that we can grow from and all that. If not, you can cut that shit off and keep it moving. But um, doing that and anytime it's with myself, I work on writing down the things I can do better, like where I kind of let myself down, how I can do better. And then if it's just some stuff I can't control, I reframe it to like stop looking at the outcome as the positive of the situation and start re like reframing towards the journey. Like, man, look at all this work I did. Like, look at all this. I learned so much from this situation. What can I glean from this? How does this make me better? I mean, I'm so grateful that X, Y, and Z happened and start looking at the positive of the situation. And I think that that's a big piece of disappointment that people can miss out on because it does suck so much to not get the things that you feel you deserve or that you've been working for really hard. Like if you try so hard to, to study for this test and you cut out all the distractions and you did all the things and you still failed, that shit sucks. Like, nope, that's, mm. nothing's going to take that away. I don't know how that feels. Like, well, like <laughs> when, I'm I, when I, I feel like when I fail, it's because I didn't, I didn't do my part. Well, well, maybe that's not, that might not be all the way healthy way to think of it either, but. Yeah. I was about to say, but for some people that so really does like, happen. okay, that's my fault. For some people that really does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just reframing and, and looking at the positives. And so. <laughs> a, like, this wasn't in the notes. <laughs> yeah. So there's a question that's like, you know, should you dis- avoid disappointment? And my answer is absolutely not. First of all, you can't. Unless you have zero expectations out of life, which I don't think that that's a great way to live. And if it mm-hmm. is, maybe you should hit us and be a guest because we could talk about it. But I don't think you should <laughs> avoid it because I think there are so many things you can learn in disappointment that maybe you can't learn in other places. Mm, so I don't think you should live life trying to avoid disappointment, but not fully because of that last piece, but just in general, because that means you're not going to do anything you're not going to take risks. You're not going to express yourself. You're not going to have hopes in at a certain level. Um, you're going to be a pessimist. Um, and so for all those reasons, it just seems like life will be really dull if you did not have, you know, higher hopes and expectations, even of yourself and other people. And so um, you shouldn't try to avoid disappointment um, and just kind of like sit in your room and, and live like a really like to yourself, not doing anything life because that yeah, sounds like a whack life to me. And that's like the biggest regret we did an episode on regrets. And the number one is all the things you didn't do. Mm -hmm. And it could be from a fear of disappointment. Mm -hmm. But you can um, learn how to better move through and cope with and combat disappointment when you do feel it. Um, I guess all emotions, maybe. I don't think there's any emotion that it's like you should be trying to avoid it. Um, but yeah, it's like, how do we, how do we let it affect us less? How do we move through it, uh, a little bit easier and how can we continue to like learn through those experiences that we're inevitably going to face? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, one way for all emotions, but disappointment is to name it. Um, naming something mm-hmm. gives you a little bit of space from it and allows you to see it for what it is. So instead of, oh my God, my life is horrible and it sucks. It was like, oh damn, I'm real sad because I missed out on X, Y, Z and I thought I was going to get it. And so when you name it, you validate yourself in the moment for your feelings. Um, you're, you can then ride the waves of your emotion and let them pass through your body. Scientifically, emotions only last for 90 seconds in our bodies unless we continue to hold on to them and do not feel them. 90 seconds? Mm-hmm. Um, another way you can combat disappointment is by managing your expectations in general. Um, again, if you're kind of more focused on your efforts, what you can do, and less um, in fantasy world about like what will happen and what you want to happen. That doesn't mean like don't be um, or like to be 
realistic, air quote, about everything or to not hope for anything to happen. Um, but to go into something, you know, knowing like, hey, this this could go this way or that way. But what I'm choosing to focus on right now is this moment, what's going on in the present, um, what I'm doing to add to the situation to to lead to a particular outcome. Like it's okay to want a particular outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, when you manage your expectations, you're also paying attention to like what's real and what's happening um, in front of you. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, another one is to not let it fester. So like disappointment sucks and yes, feel your emotions, but don't ruminate, don't let, don't sit in them and let them overtake your life. Because then like when you're marinating on what should have been or what might've been, you can miss out on life and it can start to perhaps color your view of other things in life. Like you might stop taking risks because you felt so disappointed or you might stop dating because someone really let you down or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't let that one disappointment, no matter how big it is, like color the rest of your life. Yeah. And with that um, recommendation to not let it fester, um, we could easily go down a list of things that we typically talk about as far as how to not let it fester, which is um, maybe going for a walk, going for a run, working out, call a friend, hang out with people, like set some set some dates for yourself, like to go to dinner or, you know, see what's playing at the movies, you know, distracting yourself sometimes. It's, I think distraction is okay. Have we done an episode on distraction? No, we that could be should. interesting because there's positives and you know negative distraction, mm-hmm. and there's some complexities there. But um, yeah, not letting it fester does mean you know sometimes you got to kind of force yourself to move forward um, and move through things. But in those moments when you are distracted or with other people or whatever, like you know, it kind of just reminds you there's other things going on for you. Um, journaling, all of those things. So um, move it, move into that space of just action in in other places instead of letting it fester. Because sitting on the couch or like, you know, just looking at their tweets all day or rolling back through them texts and stuff like that is just not, it's not going to do it for you. Absolutely not. Um, with that, one of the distractions that we wrote down is to use humor. Um, so watch some funny, do something like, I don't know, just kind of. Or like being able to laugh at yourself yeah. or like oh, at the man. situation too. For sure. Um, and uh, that's. That's not hard for some people because I know some people who like that's their first go to is like as soon as I'm having they just be laughing and it's like this is not funny but um, that's kind of like a mechanism but it can help you like through those feelings of disappointment for sure. And then all these can help you increase your disappointment tolerance. Um, these healthy practices like as life continues to come at you and building your resilience towards these things. Yeah, I would say like start to pay more attention when you feel disappointed. So like my examples went from the ice cream to like. Um, somebody wilding out with their life, um, you can keep in mind like that you have a particular tolerance and just note when it's like something, anytime you feel disappointed, like at what level is this? And like, oh, it's nothing, this is nothing, this is nothing. I can get through this. And like just paying attention to that, I think can help you um, move through even the bigger ones a little bit more easily or recognizing that it's not something that has to like stop you in your tracks. Absolutely. Hit us at Carly's Couch on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Let us know how you deal with disappointment, if you learned anything from the episode, and if you have any um, questions or topics for our next episodes. Mm-hmm. And I would also say um, with to- with topics like this, um, don't just think about like how this person, that person disappointed you, but think about how you may have um, disappointed other people. How do you deal with that, like disappointing others? Um, how have you been disappointing to yourself and different things, right? Like give it a well-rounded um, um, thought and like approach to keep in mind too that like it's not just about like how other people did something to you. 
um, but how this is appearing in your life in these different ways. Yeah, make sure that perspective always starts with self. That's where we always go back to. Yeah, I think look, I'm going back all into the episode, but I I do think about that often. And like, if when somebody does something, and I'm like, man, that's so disappointing. Like, and it literally will be that like there. That's disappointing that you know you went that direction or that you did a thing or whatever. Even if it's not directly like to me, right? But if I see that disappointment, then I'm like, but you know what? Like, how many times have I like been a disappointment or done a certain thing or or made a bad decision, right? And so that also kind of helps me to have a grace, not that I'm trying to justify somebody else's stuff, but that helps me in that moment to also like, I don't have to fester on that or think about it that hard because you know what, I've done some BS too. Um, maybe even similar, maybe even worse or, or similar like type of thing. Um, and it's like, well, you know, at, at that age for me that I, I did some things too. So like understanding a little more, not feeling like it, you have to make it into like some attack or make it into some huge thing because also like, We've all been in those positions. Yeah, and you said grace. Grace with self and grace with others is huge and will help you like momentously in life to grow. Mm -hmm. So always give yourself some space and grace and others too. And if they're not, or if they keep stepping on your toes, like they shouldn't be in your life probably. And then um, this week's shout out, um, shout out to Emily who did the music and the score for Three Ways, a new movie out on Hulu, making some big moves. Um, Y'all go check that out. Follow her, tag her at, yeah. at E-M-M-O-L-E-I on Instagram. No, on in oh. her Instagram oh, um, I and her Twitter, I believe, are Emily Sankofa. Um, you can find them in the show notes. I'll put it in there. But um, I've known Emily for a long time, as in six or seven years maybe, because she used to live in Los Angeles. Um, and then she'd moved back to the East Coast, I think, around COVID times. But she's so funny and she's so cool because she like really goes hard with her art. Um, which is like the science of sound and just like all these little things that she makes sure she includes and thinks about when she scores for TV shows, movies, and um, all types of things. So it's such an interesting world. Um, but she's so funny. Like she goes so hard like with her branding and her rolls out, rollouts and like the way she presents things and talks about her projects. Um, but she's a really good, uh, dope black woman artist. So definitely check her out um, and check out The Threesome on Hulu. Three ways. Oh, three ways. What? Wait. It's what? called three ways. Okay, the three ways. My bad. <laughs> Man, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Oh, all good. Um, okay, and so follow her, support her, check out all the dope stuff she's doing. She's also doing some AI stuff with um, HBCU bands, uh, which also looks really cool. But then we'll end with our question of the week. Uh, Lexi, if you could breed two animals together to make a new species, which ones would you choose? So I would not do that. <laughs> um, I would breed something that I could eat. So maybe, um, maybe a couple of different um, sea animals. So I could get. I would like to have like a. Actually, that might be a lobster. I was gonna say like a bigger version of like a, a huge shrimp or like a, a fish that had like. Crab leg type taste. I don't know. I will put together something I could eat, though. Hopefully okay. that would be good. But I feel like a lot of those things have already probably been done. And they probably still exist in the sea somewhere or the ocean. Um, I would probably breed together something like a red panda and a cheetah. So probably be fluffy and cool looking That's and do crazy. cool things. And <laughs> be aggressive as hell. I don't know. Red pandas are mad chill. So they're not even real pandas. Not the damn cheetah. I mean, but... Like with the red panda, like he might be chill, fluffy, had a cute tail. You know, tail. I hate um, 
I'm about to be real pessimistic, but I hate like little animals that be having the big face. Like, why do you put certain <laughs> animals together? I saw um, somebody had breeded a greyhound and it was some stupid, a pug, and it oh, just looked no. so stupid. Oh, those are, that's crazy. It was like so little, but then the head was like a big, like <laughs> a bobble head. Yeah, it was stupid. Um, so, yeah, that's terrible. Um, but most of the things we see are kind of breeds of stuff um, that's been like put together and all that anyway. So, So I hope y'all have a good week and we'll see y'all next week. Adios.